This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Okay. So I'm not going to start with one of those disclaimers where the writer assures you that what you're reading is true. It really doesn't matter if you believe this, because no one does. I just wanted to write it down before I convince myself that it wasn't real, in case there is someone out there who will take me seriously. I started college this fall, at a university a couple states away from where my parents live, and it went pretty much how it does for most people, I think. I miss my old friends and even my parents after a little while, but I settled in quickly and focused hard on my classes. I have two older brothers, one's a lawyer and the other in law school. Both were top of their classes in college and earned enough scholarship money that they practically put themselves through school. As the youngest and the only sister, I've always had high standards to live up to and I would be damned if I were going to be the one sibling who was just average. So I got a job on campus to save up for grad school, and I committed myself to getting straight A's. And so, as you can imagine, I didn't sleep much. I got used to polling all-nighters on essays and lab reports at least once a week. My roommate got used to waking up at 5.30, She worked the opening shift at the cafe near campus to see me staring blearily at my laptop, putting the finishing touches on some assignment or other thing in my clothes from the day before. Now, staying up all night wasn't too much of a problem for my roommate. She kept the lights on at night anyway. Our dorm was supposedly haunted, and a lot of the girls got freaked out at night. Some guy... An upperclassman told me about it at a party during my first couple of weeks there. Oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. Some girl who lived there killed herself in the shower last year, he explained. Like, she took the blades out of a disposable razor and cut herself up, and not just her wrist. I heard she sliced herself open all the way up her arms and legs. Massive fucking gashes from her thighs to her feet. I also heard there was an inch of blood covering the whole shower room floor. But they never found the blade she used. Now at this point, his drunk friend chimed in. Yeah, that's because her fucking ghost has them. So make sure you don't see her while you're in the shower. Or she'll chop you up. I didn't make much of it. For one thing... The more sober one kept trying to put his hand on my leg, and I had a feeling he was hoping I'd be so scared that I wouldn't want to sleep in my dorm that night and decide to follow him to his. For another thing, the blades in a disposable razor are sharp, but they're pretty small. I was fairly sure they couldn't get that much blood out of someone, and if that part was bullshit, then chances were most of it was. 
I knew the basis was real, though. The suicide, that is. A bunch of my floor mates pestered our RA into telling us what had happened, since she lived in the same building the year before. The kid who found the body had dropped out, and the school officials didn't tell the students many details. So what she was able to tell us was this. There was a suicide. It was in the shower room. And there was definitely blood. Though I still didn't buy that there was a whole inch of blood. Either way, the dorm room staff decided not to house anybody on the third floor, where the suicide had happened, after that year. So, the third floor shower room was always still and dark and empty. People would get dared to spend a night in there, or try to do shit with Ouija boards, but no one was dumb enough to actually try showering in there. Except for me. But, to my credit, it wasn't some stupid dare. It was final week of my second semester, and I was even busier with schoolwork than usual. Luckily, the next day was the last of the school year, and all I had to do was turn in an essay for one class. I'd stayed up all night to finish it, and only gotten a couple hours of sleep the night before. And because caffeine can only get you through so much, it was getting hard to stay awake. But I needed a good grade on this paper, and a part of me wanted to see how far I could push myself before I mentally collapsed. At one point, I caught myself snoozing at my desk, my chin propped up against my hand, for about the fifth time. I glanced at my alarm clock, then at my laptop screen. It was 5am. That left a good four hours until my class started, and all I had to do now was write a few more closing sentences and proofread. Well, a short break wouldn't kill me, I decided, and I needed a shower anyway. So I threw on my bathrobe and grabbed a towel and the little basket where I had my shower stuff. I shut the door behind me quietly so as not to wake my roommate. She only had half an hour or so before she had to be up for work. When I got to my floor shower room, I was unsurprised to hear one of the showers already running as I shuffled into a stall and hung up my robe. It was finals week after all, and I probably wasn't the only one on my floor who had just pulled an all-nighter. Still rubbing my eyes, I turned the shower knob three-quarters of the way around and was jolted awake as a spray of freezing water hit me head-on. I stood there for a few shivery minutes, shifting my weight uncomfortably and waiting for the water to warm up. But... It didn't change, even when I turned the knob to the hottest setting. The hot water must be used up for this floor, I thought, with a half-hearted swell of admiration for my unknown floor mate, who was showering anyway in the cold water. I turned my own shower back off, but as I walked out of my stall, shrugging my bathrobe back into place, I noticed that all the shower curtains were open. The shower on the end was empty. It was spouting a tepid stream of water onto the floor. So, no hot water because someone was stupid enough to leave without turning their shower off. 
My annoyance fueled my determination to get clean. I adjusted my robe and climbed one story up to the third floor, trying not to think too hard about what I was actually doing. Everyone in that dorm had a key specific to their floor, so that we could only get into one shower room. But, as I had hoped, the one on the third floor was unlocked. This was a stupid move on campus security's part. I observed as I went inside to see the mirrors smashed and the walls crisscrossed with graffiti. But either way, it benefited me. I was doubtful that this floor would actually have hot water, or even any water at all, but it was worth a try. I went into a stall and hopefully turned the knob toward hot. There was an awful screeching noise from inside the walls, which I chalked up to moving of rusted and underused pipes. But then, there was a gush of water from the showerhead. Surprised, I hurriedly jumped out of my bathrobe and hung it on a hook in the wall, though not quickly enough to keep it from being splattered with the water which was bitingly cold and orange with rust. As I waited, though, the rust color faded out and disappeared down the drain, and the water temperature rose to an almost warmth that was acceptable, if not pleasant. I'm not going to lie. I was creeped out in there. I wasn't terrified. I hadn't believed in ghosts since I was five, but... I was definitely creeped out. There was a smell of something dull and metallic in there. Something old and festering. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Plumbing in here must have fallen to shit. It's got to be where the smell is coming from, I reasoned, though a voice in the back of my mind whispered, Blood. I decided to finish my shower as quickly as possible and then get out of there. I was feeling better, though, by the time I finished washing my hair and skin, that is. The weather was finally starting to warm up, and I felt like wearing shorts today, so why not spend an extra few minutes shaving my legs? Anyway, I was almost done with my paper and my first class of the morning wasn't for another two hours, and the only vaguely scary thing that had happened so far was a faint scraping sound coming from the floor drain. Again, I chalked it up to rusty plumbing. As I was shaving, I started thinking about finals coming up, about how badly I wanted straight A's and how some of my grades were right on the borderline. I guess not concentrating was what caused me to cut myself. It was just a little nick and definitely nothing I was used to. But the unexpected twinge of pain made me drop my razor. It skittered across the slippery tiles, and as I bent to pick it up, I noticed something. There was something caught in the drain. 
It didn't look like a hairball or an earring someone had dropped. It was something else. It was about the size of a small fist, child-sized, and it was pale white, webbed with hair-thin black lines. I thought it might be a marble or maybe some kind of stone. In a moment of curiosity and what I can only guess was stress-fueled stupidity, I knelt down and started to pry the grate off the drain. I thought the thing was maybe some sort of brooch or necklace that someone had somehow dropped in there. But it was really stupid of me. You see, even as I pried the grate off the open hole of the drain, I could already see the thing inside starting to move. I tossed the grate aside with a feeling of triumph, and I saw the pale thing begin to rise up toward me. It seemed to be writhing with a force of its own, and I thought I could see thin protrusions below its surface, almost like bones. How? With a growing sense of fear roiling in my stomach, I stood up and backed away a couple of steps, but my sheer unwillingness to believe in a stupid ghost story kept me rooted to the spot. As the thing reached the top of the drain hole, it somehow unfurled. I don't know how else to describe it. Four spindly protrusions curled outward from the top of it, revealing a flat underbelly covered with oily purple sores. One side was sticky with something that looked like grayish pus coming from the end of a knobby stump where there should have been a thumb. I recoiled as I realized this thing was a hand. My palm wasn't much bigger than a toddler's, but each of the remaining fingers had to be at least six inches long, with bulging knuckles and, at the end of each one, a fingernail. Actually, claw might be a better word for them. The one on the little finger was broken off at the base, leaving only a few jagged fragments lodged in a gooey nail bed, but the others added another three inches in length to each finger. They hooked inward grotesquely, and the edges glinted in the rusty water pooling around the drain, and they looked razor sharp. Now, by the time it took me to observe all of this, I didn't really give a shit anymore about how childish it was to believe in ghost stories, or how this might be my imagination blowing some easily explained thing out of proportion, or even that I was completely naked with one leg still smeared with a shaving cream. I was getting the hell out of there. I started to scramble backward. One hand reached out behind me to yank open the shower curtain. But the tiles were slick, and I didn't manage to back up more than a couple of steps before my ass hit the floor. As I fell, one of my ankles brushed the palm of the hand. It felt clammy and soft, like something left too long at the back of the fridge. The fingers twitched at the contact. I flipped over onto my hands and knees, thinking I would crawl out. But as I tried to shuffle away... I felt the long fingers wrap around my left ankle. 
A jolt of pain went up my leg as I felt the claws bite into me. I looked back to see several inches of my arm now outside the drain, and still rising slowly, millimeter by millimeter, out of the floor. I could see the outlines of warped bones and tendons beneath the sagging skin and the very beginning of a knobby elbow. And at the other end, the hand was still grasping my ankle, trickles of blood dripping down from where the claws pressed into my skin. I tried to pull my leg back toward my body, but the thing's grip only tightened. I felt a sickening, scraping sensation and another bolt of pain as the claws met the bone of my leg, and the screeching noise was back, and the arm was still rising slowly out from the drain. It was eventually my roommate that saved me, her in that early cafe shift that she hated so much. She said she found it strange when she woke up at dawn to find me gone, but my laptop still on and opened to my almost finished essay. Mid-paragraph, even. Also absent were my bathrobe and the basket of shampoo and the other shower supplies that we had shared, but she didn't hear any water running in the second-floor shower room. And so, following a hunch, she checked the one on the third floor. The paramedics said that I'd probably been unconscious for 20 minutes or so. I'd lost a lot of blood. When they found me, I had a series of gashes going all the way from my ankle to my hip on my left leg, and up to my knee on the right. Some of the cuts were shallow, but most were deep and jagged. The worst of it was in the area of my left ankle. The doctors spent hours stitching me up. They asked me about my history of illegal drug use and mental illness, and I told them, truthfully, that I had neither. They asked me if I was sure, about ten times, and then they had a psychiatrist come talk to me. I was more than a little bit hopped up on pain meds, but even so, it took me a few days to let my guard down enough to ask my psychiatrist about the hand. She said that nothing else out of the ordinary had been in the shower room when they found me. It was just me, naked and bleeding on the floor. She said that disturbing hallucinations were a common symptom of sleep deprivation. But then, how did I get all those cuts? I asked. She didn't sugarcoat things. I'll give her that. You did that yourself, hon. You were stressed and you were tired, and you're not the first college student to become unstable during finals week. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm starting to believe her about the hand being a hallucination. But I know I wasn't the one who gave me those cuts. It wasn't anything sharp enough or big enough to slice me up like that. Not in the showers, not in my room. Nowhere in the vicinity. They thought I might have taken apart my razor, but when I asked my roommate, she said that she saw it laying beside me, exactly where I had dropped it, completely intact. Which is why I want to put this out there for other people to see. 
I know that what I remember happening makes no sense, and it honestly shouldn't be possible, but I just wouldn't feel right staying quiet about it. I want people to know. I don't think that girl killed herself in the shower room last year. I think whatever lives in the drain did it.